Don't forget to subscribe, follow, share our podcast, and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts as well. Greetings and salutations, our good people. Welcome to another amazing episode of It's Relational. My name is Deani. My name is Kimar. And today we'll be talking about things to, I'll say, expect, you know, before getting into a marriage and things that singles should know or engaged people should know Mm -hmm. before getting into a marriage. Right, right, right. And this episode, we're actually just going to kind of bounce off of ideas between myself and Deani. So there will be no features, but you know, being that we have collectively or together, you know, seven years married and 12 years together overall. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> We figured that, you know, we have enough points that we can mention just to really kind of bring this point home, or the overall point home, right? Yeah, I believe so. All right. All right. All right. So again, as Danny said, you know, this is really going to be that segment. So if you're single, really tap in and listen in. And even if you're not single, you're engaged, really tap in and listen in because, um, uh, unfortunate is it is never really like a, a rule book or a suggestion bin when it comes to getting married. It's kind of like just married and then figure it out. Yeah, it's true. And it's just like, you kind of just learn along the way, but there are things that you should at least like be mindful of. Right. Um, before getting into a marriage. Right. Right. So take this talk as, you know, your owner's manual of being married or, for those who know who kind of grew up in the 90s and the 2000s, this is going to be Kimar and Deanne's Declassified Survival Guide of Being Married. <laughs> that was such a good show. <laughs> now, Declassified School Survival Guide. And, you know, we took some lessons from that, too. <laughs> back, when we were in, back when we were in high school. <laughs> right, right, right. Some of that was good. Some of that was good. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. All right. So let's start with your first point, Deanne. What do you have for us? So my first point is, is to be healed first before getting into the marriage, Mm -hmm. because walking around with a hole in your heart, you know, the other person is not able to fill that only you can fill that. Right. Two broken people do not make a hole. Right, right. And how how are you going to able to pour, pour up your glass into someone else's if your glass is empty? Mm, mm. Okay, you hitting this, sis. you hitting this, sis. Basically, um, the way I'm looking at it, too, is, you know, uh, essentially, like you said, two broken people can't put together and, and and fix themselves right you know you can't take two broken pieces and say, all right fuse together and all right it works it doesn't work like that as much as it may seem like it works it doesn't yeah it doesn't and then also you know when she's saying hear yourself that can come from emotional physical mental scarring all kind of trauma that you may have gone through that you've never essentially dealt with or never kind of put in the forefront and understood like yes this is an issue and acknowledged it and also worked on it yeah and it's just those invisible loads you may be carrying um for years and not knowing that those loads have just affected your relationships as a whole and it's just good to just deal with them maybe seek some therapy and just handle it right so you're able to be fully healed and be able to receive that person well that will be your future husband or future wife 
Right, right, right. So just to kind of ad lib on that, yeah, I know we said this on another episode before, but really what breaks your 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 hold or breaks you down, right, is not necessarily in the load you're carrying it, but what really breaks you down is how long you're carrying it. So if you're carrying it 10 plus years, you're going to carry that into your relationship and your relationship won't be successful because of that. Yes. And those things that you're not even like subconsciously aware of affects your relationship. But right. when you're more aware of it, you could be able to handle it. Right, right. Do you want to give an example of something healing that maybe you had to go through and I can give it go through for my, myself? Well, personally, I, this actually happened while we were just dating. Right? Okay. I think so. We were just dating. <laughs> I, I don't, listen, sometimes I forget the timeline. But anyways, um, well, personally, for me, I had to go through a process of self-healing. I needed to start to love myself because I didn't love myself as I should have. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of tough being in a relationship with Kamar and knowing that there was a hole in my heart and only I could have filled that, not him, you know, and we like had to go through a whole like learning like learning each other I had to learn myself as well and I read a lot of different books that really helped guide me and really stabilize my mental state right. and when I start to realize certain things like you know what Deanny you have to love yourself like you literally need to stand in the mirror naked and just look at yourself and just appreciate everything about you you know and just really see yourself and I had to go through that journey on my own, you know, and it was great that Kamari encouraged it for me. Mm -hmm. I was able to get out, of, get out of that dark place because I was really hurting myself, like just being wild and just out there doing the most, you know. So it was really good that I was able to hone in and just become a better version of myself through a healing process. Right. Wow. Wow. You know, I forget that sometimes I was there for it. And then sometimes like I wasn't there for it. So it's kind of like a both kind of perspective. Um, but I'm glad you rise above it. And, you know, shout out to, like she said, some of the books that, you know, we've read that kind of helped us overcome a lot of different traumas, healing traumas um, that we were not privy to. But until we started reading some books, we realized, hey, you have an issue and you need to work on it. Right. Somebody can tell you but you may not hear it or you may not hear them or not want to hear them. So, but reading in the book, you can't run from that at all. Yeah. Cause the words, when you speak those words, you know, you're speaking directly to yourself. Right. And then it connects to you. Right. And then it's up to you to take the responsibility to take care of the issue. Right. Let me touch on my healing uh, moment then. Um, for me, my healing moment was really just forgiveness. Right. You know, for a lot of us, we always say, oh, yeah, you know, it's easy to forgive, but it always becomes a little bit more complex when it's you who has to do the forgiving. Right. Um, and for me, again, coming from, you know, reading these books and, and different, you know, associations that we had been a part of or we are a part of, it really helped us to really understand that, you know, you have to forgive because the years or the time that you spend not forgiving and holding on to it, it's just really negative energy that you keep pent up and that's just going to keep propelling you just to relive moments, relive situations. So that forgiveness factor was really what was needed for me in terms of healing, just generally speaking. 
Yeah. And to add on to that, I actually heard a good sermon from a pastor. Um, remember his last name, Opoku? Yes. So he said that with forgiveness, Mm -hmm. when you don't forgive someone, they have a spiritual hold on you. And I found that to be very deep. Like you're here harboring, you know, this negative energy against another person and they have that spiritual hold on you because you haven't forgiven them. Right. But once you forgive that spiritual hold is released and you're not like stuck in that mental prison anymore. Right. You know, you're able to move on with your life right? because you are, again, spiritually holding yourself back when Absolutely. you don't forgive. Absolutely. So I got to bring it back because we're on this topic of forgiveness. And obviously, it's a heavy topic. We have more more points to hit. But, you know, there's so many things that's coming to mind that I got to use as, as a reference. So this is a cartoon slash anime reference. This is Avatar Last Airbender, right? Yeah, we is, love Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> this is a waterbending household, right? All right. So, so. What happened is in book three, the book of fire, the time where Katara, and I'm not going to ruin the whole plot, but found who kind of uh, murdered her fa- her mother at the time. She found who it was and kind of confronted him. But Aang, the, being the monk that he is and the pacifist that he is, he said something that was so profound that it really resonated with me that helped me to understand, right? So he said, you know, revenge is like a two-headed vi- rat viper. You know, Avatar uses a lot of different, you know, meshes of animals. They kind of put them together. They don't really go together, but whatever. Revenge is like a two-headed rat viper. While you watch your enemy go down, you're being poisoned yourself. It's easy to do nothing, but it's hard to forgive. You need to face it, though. You know, but when you do, please don't choose revenge. Let your anger out. Let your anger out. Then let it go. Forgive them. By Ang, the last airbender. At the time. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> but that really hit me hard because I was like, wow, like, why is the cartoon hitting this hard? I like listen, I know a lot of people out there, they're like, oh, I don't like anime, but listen, anime, they give some really deep points. Like, and it's like really interesting, like the different lessons you can learn from anime. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But- Especially one of my favorites, Naruto. Yeah, that's a plug right there. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch Naruto first, then Shippuden, then Boruto. Don't try to skip, but yes, <laughs> little tidbit, little tidbit. But you know, also Avatar is not an anime; it's actually really a cartoon. But what's the difference between anime and cartoon? Who knows? People know, but yeah, I don't care. yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Well, you know, healing and forgiveness—that's kind of that one point that really kind of come together. What 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 do you have next on your list? Also knowing your worth, Mm. because when you know your worth, you're not going to just settle for anyone, right? You know, and knowing that you want someone that will be in your life for the long haul, someone that will be caring, someone that will provide security for you and for you to do the same for them, knowing that that person will always be there for you Mm -hmm. through thick and thin, because in a marriage, what they say, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor. So yeah, if there are any if there's any thread of doubt in that person, they may not be the right one to be married to. Mm. Yeah. You have to be a hundred percent sure because it's a, it's a responsibility when you get married. So what you're saying is, and only because we watched the show recently and shout outs to those who watch it, or you should rewatch it. The Bernie Mac show where uncle Bernie would say, Oh, you got this feeling in my gut, but my gut tells me my gut tells me, 
but and and in actuality in the show his gut was 100% right yes <laughs> <laughs> having that gut feeling it's just the same having that gut feeling knowing that this is the one or having that gut feeling like yeah it it just doesn't feel right and you have to go with your gut right 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 so if your gut feeling tells you don't go out tonight then don't go out tonight exactly <laughs> because guess what life leaves clues right oh that's a book right there too that is a book life leaves clues so there are clues that are left in plain sight for you to see so you to know that hey this may not be the road to travel tonight mm-hmm. oh maybe you should turn around mm-hmm. oh maybe you shouldn't do this today yeah or maybe just not pick up that call from that person Boop. so when we're more i'll say self-aware like with what's going on in our environment, in our relationships, and just different red flags that may pop up. Don't just brush it off. Just be able to process it. If you want to seek an outside, an outside source, a uh, one, one or two, or you know, whoever, someone that you will trust that will be um what you say, non-judgmental mm-hmm. and unbiased. Right. And just be able to tell you the truth. And process those little red flags that may pop up in the relationship when you're dating, you know, right. so you'd be able to basically come to a good, good decision and what to do moving forward. Right. I think at that point, though, I would suggest not to seek out necessarily like a, a parent or so, but maybe somebody completely external, like a mentor or a coach or somebody of the sort who's really going to tell you how it is. And they don't really not that they don't care about your feelings. They don't care how. Um, what they say is going to affect you in terms of they're not trying to sugarcoat it for you, right? Yeah, um, or just a, a a friend that you really trust, like like I said, that will be unbiased and non judgmental, that be able to tell you the truth. We all have that one friend that will, you know, tell us the truth, like girl, you know you was wrong, or bro, bro, you know you was wrong, mm-hmm. you know. So you want to be able to have those kind of people in your corner right. when things get a little fuzzy and you can't seem to make decision on your own but you have a little bit of guidance as well. Right, right. And like you said, you know, um, knowing your worth, uh, right? You know, Drake said on a song, know yourself, know your worth, right? And, you know, for my kings out there, don't settle for a pawn. Or my queens out there, don't settle for a pawn. With this ain't, this ain't checkers, but this is chess. And life is like a chess game. So you got to make sure you know the next moves you're doing always. Don't just haphazardly move. Yeah, make logical decisions. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we make emotional decisions, but you got to be logical as well. Spitting sometimes, facts. sometimes you got to leave with the mind and let the heart follow. Ooh. In certain situations, so be mindful of that. Right, right, right. And right. also, we like to just say as well, in in accordance to being self aware, do not let outside sources, you know, infiltrate your relationship. Oh, okay. You know, because you have to protect the home front, Always. the home team. Always. Not even your kids should pass the line. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how strong the home team's supposed to be. 100%. Um, there's, there's always going to be haters for your relationship, no matter what way, which, how you put it. And the worst thing about it, sometimes the haters are people who are in your, cir- your inner circle. And that's a, a tough one to really kind of deal with. But just always united front. Right. You know, the, the, the world is, you know, it's you and them against the world, not you, the world versus them. Right. So you just always got to keep a united front, hands interlocked and running together. 
always. Yes. Be wary of third parties 100%, 100%. People who have a lot of opinions about your relationship are already telling you they have a lot of opinions about your relationship. Yes, <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, oh, I don't like how you did. Oh, I don't, I don't See, you're already giving me a lot of energy right now, right? So, but that's, that's my little tidbit, right? Yeah. So the next point I want to hit is, you'll hear a lot of people tell you communication, communication, right? Communication is key, right? However, comprehension should be the plus sign with communication, right? Because what's the sense of communicating 100%, 100% if the person may not be understanding it, right? I can communicate, you know, a message to Diana in Spanish, but she don't speak Spanish, so she won't comprehend it. However, I still did communicate, right? So technically I'm in the right, but you have to make sure that comprehension is in line or aligned with communication. Yes, because without comprehension, it's, it's like you're speaking gibberish. You're talking to me about a topic, but it sounds like, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. But I, I don't get what you were saying, you know? So comprehension is key with the communication because we can't be speaking two different languages here. We need to be on the same page. Right. And you need to make sure that the other party really understands you. And if you got to break it down to be simpler, in simpler, simpler terms, then you break it down yep. just so you, you be sure that, hey, this person understands what I'm saying, understands my point of view. So when it comes to coming to, a, um, I'll say, a cooperative decision, everybody can be on the same page and the decision can work great for both parties. Right, right. And then just touching back on communication, make sure you do communicate, right? Like I've heard scenarios where, you know, uh, a wife is, let's say, upset out of a husband. She's not telling him, but she's doing it through other actions, slamming doors, slamming pots, doing this, doing that, but not directly saying, hey, I'm upset with you for Ray, Ray, Ray business, right? So making sure you actually do communicate your issue. Yes, use your words. Yes. Use your words. Yes. You know, because we are being blessed um, with the voice, you know, so you can use your words. You right. know, don't throw a pot. Don't make the food angry because you're upset, <laughs> you know, or not pick up calls. Just speak on it. Like say, hey, honey, I need to talk to you. Mm -hmm. There's something that's been bothering me. And you sit down and you talk. Right. That's right. it. And then work out the issue. Because guess what? We are all not mind readers here. We're <laughs> not, you know, so you think that, hey, he knows that I'm upset. Hey, she knows that I'm upset because how I'm behaving. But guess what? They may not even notice that you're that you're doing things all angrily. They may not even notice that. Right. So until you speak on it, let it be known. You know, that's the only way things will make it better. Yep. Speak on it, my brothers. Speak on it, my sisters. Speak on it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to continue rolling through with some of our points. There's obviously a lot of points that we can go through, but we're just going to continue to, to go through and, and you know, hit all of our points, right? So another point that I wanted to mention prior to being married, and I really wish we did this because um, it would have really shaved off some of the issues that we had personally, me and Deanny, but premarital counseling, premarital um, counseling. I'm reiterating that just because when people hear counseling, they always think of, oh, when the couple's, you know, 20 years married and they hit a rock, you know, uh, you know, a hard spot 
and they're trying to figure it out or they hit rock bottom like spongebob they went all the way down to the bottom and they can't get back up <laughs> no premarital counseling how vital that is is because again you're not giving an owner's manual on how to be married what is marriage or anything you kind of go off of what you see hear, and know right seeing on tv seeing on from other people knowing via the internet knowing by again what you you know perceive of it and then here obviously the hearsay of it right yeah so with premarital counseling um something we wish we did because we had a lot of kinks that we should have worked out prior to being married to the point where it affected us in our first second a third year fourth it, it really it really strung on it for a long while the yeah, point of the fact yeah. yeah the point of the matter is it strung on long enough where we honestly and and Danny's sitting right next to me and she could tell you the truth Ruth uh we almost separated 100 percent yeah 100 yeah, that's true numerous of times because we just truly never worked out the issue prior to getting married so even though we got married at 21 you know we were young I'm not gonna say dumb but we was young and full of um you know unknowing energy and life so we didn't yeah. think nothing of it yeah we were we were a little naive to the thing 100% naive yeah um but um we had to really get that maturity on really quickly and uh when we we realized those different things that were affecting us we didn't think about them early on in our marriage mm -hmm. you know or before we got married but it was good that we were able to at least find it you know and take care of it mm -hmm. early on right you know so it's not like it's 10 years down the line and it's still affecting us well when you even say early on it it, it really kind of strung on to the the mid part of, yeah of the it's marriage. still early though okay okay three fine. years is still early okay fine yeah okay fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right but the the point of the matter is um we eventually sought out not pre, but like, you know, marital, marital counseling, but it was kind of unofficial because it wasn't like a licensed therapist, so to speak, but it was a, you know, it was at the time. Well, no, it was our mentors who were married. I think they was 20 years at that time. I always just see they, they 20 years married, but they were around 20 years married at the time. And they really kind of sat us down and really just said, you know, let's look at this, open it up. And, you know, we got really uncomfortable, really uncomfortable because you know, certain information you don't really want to divulge into or really talk about, like you rather talk about it with your spouse, but to mention certain points to uh, not a stranger, but somebody else is kind of like, ew, no, do I really have to? And it's like, yeah, you have to. And doing that really got to help us understand the inconsistencies that we thought were consistent. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. it's good. So therapy is helpful, mm -hmm. you know, in all aspects of your life. All shapes it's, and it's, forms. It's very helpful. Mm -hmm. So make sure you do that. 100%. 100%. All right. So um, let's see what else, you know, you have, Deanna. Well, also, I'll say build a team environment, you know, because me and Kimara, like, we always like to have that team aspect for us that you know, I balance him, he balances me, like we help each other out, like where he's lacking, you know, I pick up the slack where I'm lacking, he picks up the slack. So it's not just the, not the burden, but the weight mm -hmm. is just only rested on just one person. Right. Like we're both carrying the load together, right? you know, and 
like that's that's a great way I'll say to have a good balance in your relationship having that team environment that is not oh you're the only one that's supposed to do this action in the relationship right or you're the only supposed to do that action in relationship like we both can do it right you know so we can have you know just a good corp cooperative team work ethic I'll say right um good point good point let me caveat with um, a little bit of a, a different angle too. Well, a, a whole nother perspective, right? When it comes to your relationship, whether you're engaged, married, whatever may have you, don't discuss your significant other with relatives. Big one. You know, the, the husband and wife or the relationship matters should stay within the relationship only unless you're seeking out that counseling. And I say that to say, because if you, let's say as the, the man, you have an issue with your wife and as a man, you go to your mother in terms of like trying to hear from another woman's perspective to understand the woman mentality overall, you tell your, your mother, oh, my wife did X, Y, and Z to me. And you as a man eventually forgive your wife for blah, 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 blah. However, the mother, because you're her precious boy is never going to hundred percent forgive the wife and that was that was something that we learned um discreetly like we didn't we never really was taught that so to speak but I learned that like instantly like it makes sense if I try to tell my mom an issue about the end so to speak she may say oh you know this and that but eventually she may have that small horror of disdain or dislike towards the end because she hurt um her boy her precious boy or whatever may have you right yeah, that's true. And actually, um, we had a big fight once and your mom like know that we were very upset at each other. And she didn't act she didn't want me to tell her what happened, actually. Smart. She said, No, don't tell me. And she said we're going for a ride and she took me for a ride in the car. Well, she separated us absolutely, but we was yelling though, like we was loud. Yeah. Like so it it was like it's good um, to know that for yourself, not to like just divulge those kind of things to your parents because you don't want them to later on, like, you know, be very upset or just have a strong dislike for your significant other because you want a good family atmosphere as well. Word. Right. Because it, it sucks when the in-laws don't like the significant other. It's just it's just too much to deal with. So it's good when everybody likes each other. Everybody right. enjoys each other's company. And yes, there's some relationships where that's not the case. Well, for us, we prefer it where everybody likes each other. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And it's funny too, like, you know, coming from obviously a Jamaican standpoint, um, if somebody doesn't like you, they don't not not make it obvious. They make it apparent that they don't like you. So especially like Thanksgiving can't, time. My spirit don't check them. <laughs> that, that means that, you know, they don't like you, basically. Yeah, so. But so essentially, like, even like when it comes time to like, let's say Thanksgiving or family gatherings, right, you know, you would pour something or like you're passing something, right, and the mother would probably be like, mm, yeah, I'm passing this food so I can give you the energy so you can hurt my boy again, like, they would just say something that don't make no sense, but something that just gives you that heads up, like, yeah, they don't really bangs with you like that no more. And it's, it's, it's comical. Yeah, so just, <laughs> just refrain from it, you know, oh, if your mom said, oh, honey, you seem a little upset. Like, you know, it's okay. I'm just a little bummed out about something at work. Right. Put it on the job. Right. hundred percent. hundred percent. Cause they'll get mad at the job, but they'll be understanding of it. A yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. Right. So 
That's good. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. I actually have a couple more things I want to go through. Yeah, keep going. All right. So let's talk the biggest one of them all, something that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Two things. I'm going to start with finances. Finances. Nobody likes to talk about it, but it needs to be talked about, right? Yes. I cannot marry somebody who has essentially a 550 credit score. And I say that to say, um, because if I marry them with a 550 credit score, I'm essentially attaching that to me. The point of what I'm saying is you should know where somebody stands financially before you tie the knot, right? If they're at a 550, help raise them up a little bit because those reasons on why they're 550 is only going to weigh upon you. And now it's your responsibility to help get them out of it, especially if you're looking to purchase a car, purchase a house, purchase a co-op, purchase an investment property, so to speak. So finances always need to be discussed. Um, in terms of separate accounts, joint accounts to each his own. Me and Deanne wholeheartedly have almost all of our accounts together, right? Yeah, it's a lot of joint accounts. But people out there, I will be getting my separate account. So when I do my fashion and, you know, go shopping, you know, Kamara can block the fashion blessings. So, wow. Amen to that. Wow. Throw me under the bus. Yes, under the bus. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. But yes, like what you were saying to the point. Um, yes, make sure your finances are in order as a couple before you decide to tie the knot because their debt becomes your debt. Hundred percent. Yes, and if you got that eight hundred credit score and then they got that five fifty, it just kind of brings you down. Yeah, so it's good when you both can like work on your finances together. Bring that credit score up you know, and just be good with uh, managing the money. Because when it comes to certain things, you know, you got to take your responsibilities together now, like you both have to pay for the mortgage or pay for the rent or pay for the car, um, the car note, if you have one, mm-hmm. right, those kind of things, the money's going to have to be pulled in together for those kind of things to be taken care of. Right. So you got to be sure that that person can handle that responsibility. And for you as well, mm-hmm. like if you're the income you currently have, it wouldn't be a good, I'll say, to manage those kind of big deal responsibilities, then change your career. It's easy. Hello. You know, change your career, increase your studies if you need to. Look about the, entrepreneurship. Look about entrepreneurship, you know, whatever works, but some way in a sense to build up your your career that you have build up, you know, your finances. So you have a good steady income, right? You know, and then they can have a good steady income as well. And then when you come together, it's like, boom, boom, magic. It's like magic. Right. So it's, it's good to have that proper balance when it comes to finances. Right. So going back to Deanny, where she's in a blocking her fashion blessings. So I've actually helped Deanny overcome her overspending habits. Yes. So okay. Kamara okay. has helped me overcome my, okay. you know, my spending habits mm-hmm. because I am a recovering shopaholic. Mm-hmm. So yes, I used to just know my card number without even taking it out of my wallet and Terrible. just be able to just punch it in and just Terrible. order what I want. Um, but like I said, Kamara balances me out. Mm-hmm. And being that I'm already recovered, you know, I'm a recovering shopaholic and I'm good now. I've been to my AA meetings. It's good. I can have my own account so I can do my shopping how I want to in moderation. Yeah. Okay. Now I buy stuff that I really need. 
Like if it, if I can't match it with certain things in my closet, I don't <laughs> buy it as much as how much it's cute. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's my new, that's the new, new rule that I have for myself. The worst thing we did too was getting a uh, his and her closet too, because Deanny looks at it like, Oh, I have space. I need to fill it. I need sweaters. I need jeans. I need this. Well, if my sweater shrunk, that means I need sweaters. I, if I don't, I, if I don't have enough to match with the clothes I have, I need new clothes. Like, hello. For the record, Deanna likes to fill up space. So if a drawer is empty, she likes to fill it up with That's space. That's not the clothes. issue. Oh, Moving yeah? on to the next point. <laughs> That's not the issue here. A hundred percent. That is the issue, but fine. Like we said, finances need to be discussed on in its entirety where we have to open up and just talk about how much you even make an hourly rate how much is your your yearly salary how much you have in debt how much you may owe to uncle sam how much you may owe to uncle state you live reside in yeah your student loans those kind of things yeah 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 100 personal loans that you may owe to somebody else everything needs to be diverse i mean needs to be divulged and just opened up a thousand percent yes because you you don't want to be having that struggle a financial burden early on in your marriage you know it sucks and that causes a breakup long term if, yeah if then, then then the love dissipate and it's all about the money the money becomes the main center point of your relationship when it's supposed to be the love right so handle that accordingly right Hundred percent. Now, another point that we want to bring in, which is a heavy one, is spirituality. So, a lot of people, obviously, are coming from different faiths. If you're in the New York area, obviously, it's very diverse. Diverse is probably an understatement, but it's very diverse. So, there's a lot of melting pots, a lot of meshing in and out. What should hundred percent be discussed, and we'll talk about our personal experience, is spirituality in terms of you know what is the family, you know, let's say religion and what is going to be the children's uh, future religion, right? Um, you know, coming up in life, I grew up as Baptist, right? Yeah, and I grew up Seventh-day Adventist. And while both of them fall under the realm of Christianity, right? Both follow and believe in two separate complete things. Yeah, my right away is to go to church on a Saturday. That's the Sabbath. And mine is Sunday. Yes. So we, before we like, you know, got married, we were like, okay, are we going to really go to church on two separate days? No. <laughs> you know, like, are we going to really do this? So we were like, no, I, I don't think that'll be the best decision to make. So we decided to just do church on Sunday instead. Right. You know, just to make it easier, because guess what? We pray one God, mm-hmm. we pray to one God, the man up above who has blessed us tremendously. Right. And been in our relationship for the long haul. And we just really appreciate that. So right. that's how we we prefer to do it. Right. And even spirituality, too. Um, I think what really kept me grounded, too, is when we hit a hard point, um, I prayed upon our relationship at that moment in time. And I got my sign immediately. And I honestly feel if I didn't have any sense of spirituality, any spiritual grounding, that I wouldn't have a sign that me and her are supposed to be together to this day, right? So, you know, we always thank the man up above for keeping us together. And even when I have a tight spot with her every now and then, I'm like, oh, I just want to head out. You know, all right, I'm going to head out. I'm like, I remember that moment where I got the sign like that and it was like, yeah, you belong with us. So I was like, 
Okay, fine. Okay, we fine. belong together. All right, Mariah. Right? No, nah, I don't don't reference Mariah because okay. <laughs> at the time of this recording, it's almost Christmas. And if you know anything about after All Halloween, I want for yeah, Christmas is you. <laughs> That's gonna be played everywhere. <laughs> I'm glad it I'm not in retail. already started. It, it has. I'm Baby. glad I'm not in retail. <laughs> yeah, it's a cute song. Anyways, it's um, annoying song. <laughs> One more point that I want to bring into um, just as something that you should know is let's talk about family. How many kids do you guys want as as a couple? Do you even want kids? Yeah, because right? I remember when Kamar told me he wanted, <laughs> I think it was 12. Was it 12 kids? No, 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 no. So I told Danny I wanted 20. Like You heard that right. Two zero kids. She was like, what? So I said, all right, let me break down the math for you. Let me break down the logic. I wanted five kids in four different countries. One country is obviously America. Second would be Canada. Third would be Jamaica. And then fourth would be Australia. Now ask me why I wanted this. I have no answer for to tell you. I yeah, really he am. was young and crazy. That's what that was. Because that was like, not from this womb. No way. No, no way. You could have you managed. No, not from this womb. No. Listen, old and Jamaicans can manage, so you can manage too. Well, I'm not old and Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> Two and done. That's it. Two and done. Right. So, so you know, that, that's also a good point that, you know, we had to talk about kids as well, right? Oh, yes. And in regards to kids as well, if you, if both of you, like, came into the marriage saying that you both didn't want kids, right? And then... Later on, you change your mind and say you want kids, and then he doesn't want kids or she doesn't want kids. That becomes a very, very, very tough hill to like to cross over, you know, because that brings a strain now in the relationship to just be sure that you're both like, like if that's a decision you make, that that's your decision. Yes, things change and your mind may change, you may change. You know, but that that would be an issue if you both decided you didn't you didn't want kids, and then later on you change your mind like, again. Yeah, I want kids, and the other party doesn't want the kids. Yeah, it's it's just not going to be good. Right. Just be sure in your decision. I'll say. Right. Yeah, be right. sure in that decision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes you say you don't want kids. It may not be you just don't want kids with that person. <laughs> Because if something happens and you end up with someone else and you're having a kid without a person, for for example, Jeannie Mai, if you guys know about her from The Real. Who? Let me stop. Go ahead. Yeah. It was interesting that she professed for years she did not want kids. And then, you know, unfortunately, her marriage ended um, for some, you know, for whatever reason that was. And then she ended up with Jeezy. And they're married. And guess who's having a baby with Jeezy? Jeannie Mai. So it may not be, it may, it may be that in your life plan, you just wasn't supposed to have a child with that person. Right. You know, and you needed, you were going to have a child since you changed. It was going to be with another person. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even to the point where me and you have spoken about kids, right? We've spoken down to the kids to the very aspect of uh, we have baby names down. We even have the number down. We initially started at, you remember, we started at four, right? Yeah. And then eventually we realized, you know, kudos to those who, those who do it. But we said four would be too much for us. So we said two. Yeah. I can't, 
like I always say kudos to my mom because she had six kids and yeah, I my was, mom had four and I was the sixth kid. So I love her forever for that, mm-hmm. you know, because if she didn't go again, I would not be born. So kudos to mom and dad for doing what they need to do to bring me forward to life oh, yeah? and the man above as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and also in regards to children, having an understanding, how would you discipline the child? Oh, because it's going to be an issue if one person wants to do more of a stronghold discipline while the other, the discipline is more lackadaisic. So you both need to be on the same page of that. I think that might be like parent predicated though, right? Because I think sometimes the mom might be more strict the dad might be more loose or vice versa. No, sometimes it's just, you know, that parent, um, you just let the kid run the household. Mm -hmm. You know, some parents, they let the kid run the household. And for me, I cannot have that happening. No Correction way. for us, not her. Us. Yeah, for Kimar. For Kimar as well, for both of us. Thank you, thank you, thank yes. you. I had to revise that real quick, ad-lib. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's just something I always felt within myself that I would not let the child run the household because I am mm. the parent. I am co-head of the household mm-hmm. along with Kimar. So we cannot let that happen. Right. Yeah, because yes, I will be stern, but there will be fun as well. Right. We will have fun as well. Right. As long as you listen. That's all. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So obviously there's, there's so much more that we can dive into and get through and just hit the points. Right. But we'd have to have you here all night, all day, all whenever. Yeah. So- it's, these are just some like key things to really think about, you know, because everyone's life is different, obviously. Mm-hmm. And just take it in, you know, and just see you know, if it makes sense for your life, like right. treat it like a grocery store, you take what you need and you leave what you don't want. Right. But don't be that kind of person who you pick up a broom, right? From the broom on the cleaning section and you don't want it again. So you end up putting it in the freezer section. You open the door and put it in the freezer section because you don't want it. Because <laughs> there, there's people who do that, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've left stuff in weird places too, but right. I do my best to try to like bring it back to where it belongs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just can't make it back there. So you just leave it somewhere else. Yeah, then is those people. She'll put the broom inside the fridge. And act I don't like put she... the broom inside yeah. the refrigerator. No, <laughs> yeah. I'll at least put it by the cereal box. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the time where I, I went through no, your bag. No, that's and... a lie. That's a lie. That I, went is... through, I went through Danny's bag because she went grocery shopping. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me finish. No, cut his mic. That's a lie. <laughs> cut his mic. <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. So I went through Danny's bag and, you know, she carries obviously a large bag. And I found a half a gallon of milk. And she's like, oh, where did this come from? I'm like, sis, how did you not know you had a half a gallon of that milk in your bag? That is a lie. Yes, I carry a lot of stuff in my bag. Sometimes I forget what's in my bag. Hello. Like, so I got to, you know, change out my bag often so I can lessen so the load. don't walk around with milk in your bag no more. Okay. No comment on that. Yeah, don't comment because you need to not do it again. I never did that. Mm-hmm. You know what? Anyway. So we're going to go ahead and wind this down because, you know, we got to learn Danny leaves brooms and refrigerators in the supermarket. And we got to learn that Kamar blocks the fashion blessings. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) The fashion blessings. But let's talk about your credit score and how it's upper 750s. Yes, because I am great. All right, whatever. You know, and I I was a good student. Okay. Okay. Credit score is top notch. Holla at me, man. Let's go ahead and wind this down. Yes. (laughs) So... 
we gathered some great points. So like I said, take what you need, leave what you don't. And I hope it can be a great benefit for you and your life and whatever decision you make when it comes to being married to someone. 100%. 100%. Yes. And let the love keep flowing as always. And to everyone out there, have a great day, a great evening, a great night. And wherever you are in the world, stay blessed. Yes, be well.